Hey everyone, Mindy here with the Galley team at Novus Home Mortgage. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Mortgage Matters with Chris. This week we go over the USDA Home Loan Program and new changes coming to 2023 that are going to be good for potential home buyers. As always, if we reference something in here, we are always going to link it in the show notes. So please check those out after the episode. And don't forget, like and subscribe. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for this week of Mortgage Matters here with Chris Galley. Um, for those of you who this is your first time tuning in, we are live every Thursday um, on uh, our Facebook page here. And then we upload this into a podcast for those who prefer just to listen in rather than um, uh, listening and viewing. And you can find that on anywhere that you find platforms where pretty much, um, or, or anywhere you find podcasts, we're on pretty much every platform at this point. So we want to thank uh, all the people who've tuned in so far. Chris, this is our first episode of 2023. That's it. That's, that's great. And I'm ex- really excited for 2023. I think there's a lot of good things coming down the pike for, you know, us as an industry, um, people out there that are looking to shop and buy. I think that this is an exciting year. I think rates, we'll see rates hopefully get a little better, but I, we believe that they will be getting better. And I just think 2023 is going to be a good year compared to what we all came out of in 2022. So I'm excited. I agree. Well, Chris, we're going to kick it off this year and we're going to talk about, uh, one specific program. Um, and because in 2023, there are some changes to this program and we think this is a great time to let everyone be aware that one, this exists and two, it might be a lot more, uh, reachable and attainable than some people think. So that program, of course, we're talking about is the USDA loan program, uh, which is a program nationwide. It is eligible in every state. Um, but we'll get into the details on how to uh, uh, how to kind of look at that. So, Chris, can you um, start us off with giving us kind of an overview of the USDA? Like, what is it targeting? Um, what kind of person is this good for? Yeah, you know, in my over my years of doing mortgages, I'm from the Northeast, as many of you guys know that are watching here. And where I where I lived, it was in Central Massachusetts, so there was a huge area up there. And this was we did a lot of probably 25% of our portfolio is probably USDA, a lot of our business. So uh, I love this program. I think it's one of the best programs out there and it allows people, it's a lot more affordable than the other programs out there. There are some restrictions to it um, that we're going to talk about today to, you know, as good as it is, there are some things that would either disqualify you from getting the program, but the qualifications benefit those who may have a lesser income. Um, it's, you know, in, in areas where there's not as built up, more rural areas. And uh, some of those changes that are coming down the pike, for example, are the FICO requirements used to be higher. And uh, we were we got a um, message, if you will, or we were emailed back in October that starting in 2023, that they were going light, to lighten up, not tighten up, lighten up on the FICO um, requirements. So, you know, traditionally we've been around 640 to, rec- uh, to get this loan and they have a, a loan to value where they like it to be around, you know, the loan to value is a hundred percent, but the DTI is debt to income. When I say DTI guys is what you have coming in for money versus what you have going out. Um, 
still somewhere in the mid 40s, I'd say 43% to be safe, where a lot of our clients would go FHA because of that requirement was usually higher, meaning they could, they could uh, have a higher debt to income and qualify. However, for those clients who have limited income and can find the properties at the price points that work for them, this is the best program I believe out there because it's 100% financing. Um, the income requirement have changed dramatically. I've even seen an increase in some of the markets that we work in, uh, like $30,000 a year difference. So those are the couple things that I want to talk about in the next five, 10 minutes here to kind of give you, if you feel like you're in this bucket or you have buyers that are possibly in this bucket, we're going to share with you. For those of you listening, I will try to give you a verbal visual aid on what we're talking about and the markets that we're talking about. So the first thing is, these properties have to be located in what would be uh, uh, known as like a, a rural area. Typically, it was like 35,000, a population of 35,000 or less, which this year they've increased that. So there's some markets that are over 35,000, which is really cool because um, the population usually over that was um, you were kind of now kicked out of that. That um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, qualification. So now they have it. So some of these have expanded to over that. And if we look down in Florida right now, for those of you who are, you know, watching that are my realtor partners here in uh, Sarasota, Manatee County, if uh, we look at the map, which you guys can go online to eligibility.cs.aguv.usda.gov. I'll say that one more time, eligibility.sc.egov.usda.gov. You can see these maps and you can see where it is. But for those of you listening, I can explain throughout pretty much throughout Sarasota, Manatee County, anything east of 75 is going to qualify for this program, and um, which is a lot of area. Now, there's two parts to the qualification. <clears throat> you also have to have a limited income, which they raised and increased over the last couple of years, even here in Florida and Manatee and Sarasota County. And I'm going to talk about this market and I'm going to talk about the Northeast market a little bit to where those are the two markets that I'm working in. However, if you're in some of the other markets that I work in, we can get on a phone call. We can go on the, uh, I can guide you on how to get onto the map to look at these different maps. There's a property el eligibility tab as well as a prior previous eligibility tab. So it's important that if you were doing these in the past, it looks like I, the, the, the markets that I was working in or I work in have not been affected by the changes um, in a negative or positive way, but you may want to double check and make sure that your areas of doing the business didn't. Yeah. And. And this is, this obviously is a, like Chris said, it's a public website. So you can go on and you can search. You can look in a whole area, <clears throat> just like we're looking, or you can type in a specific address and it'll tell you. And just to be clear for the people who have a visual, um, <clears throat> these uh, cream orange colored are the ineligible areas. Everywhere else is eligible for this type of loan, at least location wise. For those listening on our podcast, I'm going to leave a link to this, uh, how to access this map um, in the notes section of the podcast. And if you want to scroll up fast, Mindy, over to the Worcester, Massachusetts, like, you know, central Massachusetts area of the map, 
those of you that are listening uh, from our markets up in New England, they can kind of see, you know, Boston is pretty much, you know, a lot of people living there, right? So just think of this, is it a rural area or is it a highly congested area? And um, for the most part, you see there's a lot of areas in this, in this whole New England area that qualifies. So that's a good thing, right? It's 100% financing. So you're not doing a down payment assistance program where you're maybe sacrificing an interest rate or a little bit of a hike in a rate. Um, you're going to get a really good rate, in some cases better than some of the other agencies. And then the next requirement is income. So I, this is an important thing to look at when you're maybe thinking about doing this program or you're talking to um, somebody that may be recommending this program. You can also go to the site and look at the different income requirements. Um, but what I can tell you is with the guaranteed program here in Florida, in our area here in Manatee, Tampa, Sarasota, in this area, the the income for a two-person home, like we look at how many people live in the home. So anything up to four people in a home, you're looking at $103,500 a year of combined income. If you go more than that, right, then you wouldn't qualify for this loan. So that's easy for you to think about right out of the gate. You know if you qualify, at least income-wise, yes or no. And then up in my Northeast, they've actually raised this. It was about 110. So it was always an odd number, but around 110,000. It's now 137,850. So that's a big deal. That's, that's you know, say two teachers making 60, 65 grand a year, you're there. You know, you, you would qualify for this loan. And I think this, I think this program beats out any DPA program, down payment assistance program, because it's just a hundred, flat out a hundred percent. And you could probably piggyback some of these, like what the maybe FHLV would come kick in. I don't, I would have to look at that, but if you needed coverage and the closing costs, but that's something you as a real estate agent, if you're watching, can negotiate in the sale if they even have limited funds. This is a great opportunity for, you know, those people that are, you know, working, you know, with lower income that, are renting and they see the rent increasing month after month after month, this is an opportunity for the low barrier to entry to get into a home and own it on your own. So single family residents, you're not going to be able to buy multifamilies with this program, but if you're looking for a single family residence and you're making within those thresholds down where I am, 103,000 or less, or up North where it's 137 plus, you qualify. Now, FICO requirements, this used to be strict at 640. Some people in the middle of the road that don't have the best credit might have some challenges, right? Because maybe because the income's a little bit lower, they get caught up in a couple things or maybe maxed out on some credit cards, drove their score down. Well, they may not have had that opportunity for this program where now, you know, it will go to a 580 to a 620. That window opens up for those people that, you know, may still show that they pay their payments on time and they just might've had some pain or hurts in the years past that are still kind of carrying with them. There's an opportunity for you there. So and this is great because, you know, a lot of times when whatever financial hardship comes and we should always say there's no judgment, like you never know what people's, what people are facing um, and what it does to their, their finances and credit scores. A lot of times if someone's dealing with a financial hardship or something like that, the 100% financing is so that much more important to them right. and over someone else. Correct. Especially if you go on a rent and you have to put first, last, and security. I mean, any family of three or four, you're, I'd be surprised if you're paying less than $2,000 a month, right? 
Now you got to come up with six grand. I mean, that's almost your closing cost. So you got to come up with that same amount of money to move into a house that you're going to have to, you know, possibly have an increase year after year, um, possibly looking at, you know, you can't do what you want with the property. Maybe you have pets and you can't bring the pets with you. There's all these different other requirements in there where you didn't think home ownership was an option or you have clients that you just wrote off because maybe there wasn't an option for them. There may be an option. Um, again, I'll, I'll clarify, you know, here in Florida, anything east of 75, and there's some pockets a little bit on the other side that do qualify, but for the most part, anything east of 75, you qualify. So as long as our income is within those parameters and you're in a property, single family residence that so you're looking in there, this would be something for us to look at, at least amongst the other options that we have available. Well, and for our Florida people, like, <clears throat> think of the up-and-coming areas. Parish, yeah. Venice, there's parts of Inglewood that surprisingly um, qualify for it. Like, these are huge up-and-coming areas that people are looking at that, as of now, qualify. They might not next time they change the map, but for now they do. And, and again... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Mindy. You well, go I was just going to say, I've gotten a couple questions in the past from people, um, like detailed type questions. So I thought I'd ask these because probably there's some other people asking as well. Um, is there a PMI with the uh, uh, USDA loan? Private mortgage insurance. You, you don't have the per se a PMI payment. There's an upfront mortgage uh, insurance premium that is attached to this. So... If you do an FHA loan, right, there's an upfront mortgage premium as well with it, but you also have a monthly obligation that never goes away. So if your monthly obligation is $150 a month plus um, the percentage that they put on the upfront side of the mortgage. So if you borrow 300000 maybe it's 6000 on the front. So it's like looks like 306000 plus you have a monthly payment. If you go with a conventional loan, there's no upfront mortgage premium. However, if you are borrowing more than 80%, you know, if you only put 5% on, you're going to have a PMI payment or a private mortgage insurance payment with that loan. But with USDA, they do have what's called an upfront mortgage premium that goes on the front end of the, of the loan. So it goes on the back, I'm sorry, the back end of the loan. So if you, again, you borrow 300,000, uh, the ratios probably be somewhere around 306 or 308. Um, would be the balance that's owed, but you don't feel it in a monthly payment, which again, helps your monthly obligation, right? Um, if you're putting very little down, you don't, if you do that with any other program, you usually have this premium that you have to pay monthly with this program, you don't. And that's a great point, Mindy. I'm glad you brought that up because that could save that buyer, potential buyer from if they went with an FHA loan, 150, $250, $300 a month in a uh, another part of a payment that you would have had using these other loan options. Can you address briefly, because um, it's a government loan, it's a government-backed loan, can you address any concerns that, say, a listing agent might have when someone comes and says, oh, I have a USDA loan? Well, a lot of the times, but... Yeah, well, a lot of times what I always hear from some realtors, and these aren't these aren't usually like the, the, the realtors that I work with that have been doing the business for a long time, um, these are, these, a lot of times this maybe could be a realtor that's just heard nightmares or rumors. Um, the government appraisals are a little tighter than, um, maybe a conventional appraisal, but in the end of the day, you can't have walls ripped down in your house, right? Um, there's a little bit of nuances where, you know, 
back in the Northeast, this was a real issue with government loans because the houses were older. You have houses that are 100 years old or 80 years old. Sometime the code was different than when they when they built those houses then to now. So, for example, in the Northeast, we would identify the problems on the walkthrough. So if the house, for example, didn't have a railing going down into the basement, that would be something that we would say, hey, you know, is this something that you can cure? Um, or... I would always have a conversation with the realtors too. If I was offering, if I was um, handing that USDA, you know, pre-approval out, I'd have a call with them and say, you know, if your house is in good condition, um, you don't have anything to worry about. You know, if you have peeling paint, excessive peeling paint, or your, um, you like your oven, your stove, and some of your things aren't working in the house, that sometimes creates a problem with um, government loans where it doesn't with a conventional loan. So a preventing conversation, usually we find out that there's nothing really to worry about. You know, you have to have a fairly good roof with any of these programs, same as government loans, USDA, VA, um, uh, FHA. So you're going to have these same things anyways with them. They're just a little bit tighter on some of the old issues, such as railings walking downstairs. Now I can tell you this, I find in Florida, most of the homes here, especially where we live, have been built in the last 20, 30 years. Uh, in some, most cases, a lot less than that. So they're all up to any code that they would need to be. And I don't see as much peeling paint as we would in the Northeast um, or lead paint or some of these other things that you would have to get a lead certificate. But I can tell you this. I closed a lot of USDA loans up in the Northeast. I closed a lot of government loans up in the, in the Northeast. But we've always heard some pushback about, oh, we don't want government loans. I think it's, um, I think people are scared or realtors or sellers may be scared for some unneeded issues because of something they may have heard of a nightmare or something in the past. But I think it's important if you pre-vet some of the things that could possibly um, interfere with the closing upfront in the beginning, like asking some pre-qualified questions about the home and the condition that it's in, then you can get by that really easy um, and in most cases, especially down here, usually is a mute point and there's not any issues at all. Well, and you've worked through this for many years. I mean, you're not afraid. <laughs> and you, you've, no. Yeah, you've gotten a lot of clients in. Clients, this is what people need to hear. These are home buyers who would otherwise not be buying a home unless right. for this. And in this market that we're living in right now, we kind of need that. Uh, I mean, if you're talking, and I'll close with this. So you're talking in a, an economy that we're having right now where the inflation is through the roof. You're making limited income. You don't have the extra money to be putting aside to save up tons of money to buy a home. So you're stuck in the rental pattern, right? And I don't see it as, I don't, you know, you're buying a 12 carton of eggs for five bucks. You know, I mean, it's hard to put away an extra 200, 300 bucks a month in hopes to save up 10,000 or $20,000 for down payments. This gives those people an awesome opportunity, right? People that are good with their, you know, paying their, their bills, they pay on time, they pay their rent on time and they keep getting hit with increases the last two, three years on their rental income. And they're paying probably 30% more than they would anyways, if they bought a home. And now they have the opportunity to buy that home with very little down, just meaning closing cost versus no additional down, whether it's 3% or 5% down. They, you know, 
any of these loan programs, you can put as little as 3% down, you know, typically three and a half with FHA, 5%, which is still not a ton of money, but it's a lot of money for a lot of people, especially today. Yeah. So USDA is, is a loan that you don't have to get um, punished with the interest rate because you're taking a, you know, uh, one of these other programs where the rate increases a little because you're taking a down payment assistance, you get a great rate, 100% financing, you eliminate a PMI, monthly PMI fee, if you will. And um, it's an awesome opportunity if you're looking in some of these areas that qualify. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time and sharing this with us. I want to give a brief plug. Uh, we have a blog on our website. For those who don't know, we have a website uh, and we have lots of information on there. And we have a blog specifically about the USDA. And on there, you can find these links um, to that eligibility map we showed you, as well as the income map, so that you don't have to go searching around the internet to find it yourself. Our website is mortgagedreams.com. Um, and you can find that on our Instagram, on our Facebook, um, and linked to the podcast as well. So, Chris, thank you so much. We will be back next Thursday. All right. We'll see you guys. Call anytime, message anytime. We'd love to have a t conversation with you. We're, we're here ready to work with any of your friends and family that are looking to buy or sell homes. So thanks again, guys. That's right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye now.